0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network.
0: Pressure is advised at all times.
2: Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive, and I'm joined by Ricky. A good evening to you, Ricky. How how are you tonight?
0: I'm good, yourself?
2: I'm I'm quite content here using the trusty, user-friendly, not a heap of shit software that is Skype.
0: luckily I no longer need to do
2: that shite. I don't use my laptop anymore because well, it gave me so much grief speaking of grief I was using my daughter had her first online brownies session last night and they used Zoom and that is one of the worst online communication services I've ever experienced it's absolutely dreadful I had couldn't use it it was just a mess I had to register more times than Wolfgang Velveteen Dream people like that <laughs> it wouldn't let me work it wouldn't let me do it at all it just wasn't happening at all so I just I had to get the wife in to help and she got she seems to have no problems with Zoom but I, I can confirm ladies and gents that from this day forward and in the past there will never ever be a Zoom episode of Rick and Clive so if anyone out there uses Zoom then you can go and take a Zoom to yourself. I need to be careful with my language because a certain family member is in Ricky's abode right now. Look, I've got
0: my headphones on and he will be going to sleep. So I can just with say... no idea why he's still up.
2: So your headphones aren't that loud that I can just say, fuck, shit and bugger, and he won't hear it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, him, get him to do a swear word.
0: No, not at all. Um, no, I hate Zoom. We use Zoom um, initially uh, when lockdown started for work, and it was terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll not be using that. Skype is so much better. You can do Skype calls, you can do Skype videos. Sponsor us, Skype.
2: Well, we are, at my work, moving away from Skype and going on to Microsoft Teams, and I have been chosen as my Department's digital champion for Microsoft Teams, so it's a it's a it's a nifty wee thing. But also, you need to pay for licences and stuff like that. So we'll just be Skype for the rest of our lives.
0: Yep.
2: So enough of the boring chat. I hope you've all voted for. Uh, tr- uh, I mean, your. Pre- oh God. <laughs> President. Well,
0: even joke about that.
2: You know, Kanye West voted for himself. No, no surprise there.
0: Someone has to vote for him. That's harsh.
2: Mm. So, what have we got on the itinerary for tonight, Ricky? Uh, We are doing
0: listener questions.
2: Lovely. Uh, I knew that. I was just making small talk.
0: Making small talk, that's it. Let me just... pull up Twitter and get
2: some of these questions see while well, you're doing that mm-hmm. we were chatting about food the other night and I've got a food, mm-hmm. a food question for you are you a fan of pepper in general of what sorry pepper
0: I can do as in like black pepper or you mean like peppers uh,
2: the, the sprinkle the spice
0: I am I am, I am.
2: And, uh, are you a passionate Follower of pepper? I wouldn't say I'm passionate about it no. at yeah, So when do you think white pepper is called for instead of black pepper? For me, I would say soup. I say I don't pepper my soup. Or eggs?
0: I'm the opposite. I put black pepper on
2: eggs. Really? That's just wrong.
0: I don't really, to be fair... I could probably count one hand how many times I have used white pepper and I probably just used it because the black pepper, was there was none left.
2: That's quite a sad state of affairs. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's
0: it. it? I I mean, I probably don't use pepper as much as I think I do. Um, But I do like pepper. Next time I have eggs, I'll make sure there's white pepper.
2: When I'm cooking, like for the sort of base of the, the pot... I will use black pepper and salt and all your herbs and stuff, but see when it comes to in the bowl, or on the plate, garnish mm. for your, your eggs, see a fried egg or a scrambled egg with a wee bit of white pepper. It's, a, it's the future, if you haven't been there already. So I'm going to I'll, go, I'll, yeah. I'll send you some white pepper for your Christmas. I mean, you'll probably
0: need to wait about another eight months or so but thanks.
2: How you cause of the deliveries?
0: Oh, I mean, because I don't celebrate Christmas when you celebrate it.
2: But you celebrate eating loads of chocolate, do you not? <laughs> uh, I'm not a
0: big chocolate person either. I'm also a chewy sweet man. Which, funny enough, I've got two packs of chewy sweets sitting on my bedside drawer right now. That I'm looking at penny sweets. I can't wait to talk into them after this podcast.
2: You got fried eggs in there, cola bottles. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, also, because we jelly babies, there's um what else is in there I think I saw some rhubarbs in there um, uh, I believe there's also the pink and uh, pink and blue cola bottles as well
2: never heard of them
0: really? no nope. um, what else is in there at the moment I think that might be it yeah that's
2: it
0: um, right so I've got the the questions ok good so this first one's aimed at you from five, five Nerds
2: Go. God, I saw this one earlier. I hope this guy realises, Matt, if you're listening, my wife sees my Twitter. So any like th- liked tweet, my wife is likely to see that.
0: Yep. If your missus wanted an open relationship and wanted you to choose the lad she's with, would it be Ricky or someone else? I'll answer that for you.
2: <laughs> right, okay. It
0: wouldn't be Ricky. Ricky wouldn't entertain that at all. Because A, Clive is a very good friend of mine and I couldn't do that to him. And B, Shona is a married woman with children. I should not said her name. We can take that out.
2: That's all right. I
0: married thought... woman with children and I wouldn't do that. Now, if they were both on board with it, I still wouldn't do it because it's my good friend. Well, but how would you feel about it first, if I just came to your house in the next, straight after this podcast?
2: <laughs> I, what would have worried me more is if we were still recording, but somehow the door went. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: and I was doing
0: both at the same time.
2: Careful oh. with careful with your word choice. No, uh, that's true. Uh, first of all, uh, shonaconseller dot for for all, for all your needs buy 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 her books she's got a couple of books on there fantasy books sci fi check them out buy some books and put some money into this household secondly the answer would be Sam Hewin AKA Jamie Fraser from Outlander and to be honest I would watch uh, he's a he's an absolute atlas of a man. He's one of our favourite actors on one of our favourite TV shows. He's a hunk. He looks like uh, the guy on the porridge box. Yep. He's beautiful. So that's my answer, Matt. Thanks for making possible future Twitter interactions between my wife and I and myself uh, heavily awkward. <laughs> uh,
0: right, so we'll move on first question no, sorry not first second question there's a few here from Rans. so here we go is Rampage Brown going to be a significant addition to NXT UK and second part of that question will him Ben Carter and Michael, Miko Satomura enough diversity to make that roster feel fresh again <sighs>
2: See, that kind of ties into Jeremy's question as well, doesn't it?
0: Jeremy also has a um, yeah, so I guess it was, it was a, yeah, we love Jeremy's, and Jeremy has two questions, so he goes, what are your thoughts on the future of NXT UK? Um, so we can put those two together. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Uh, what's his face? Rampage Brown, is, yep. he's late 30s, mid to late 30s, he's been about the block for a long, long time. He was in ICW for about two,
0: three years?
2: Yep, he was a tag team champion alongside Ashton Smith, who's already yep. in NXT UK. So from that side of things, and with NXT UK's propensity to have a deep, fleshed out and creative tag team division... I would not say no to Ashton Smith and Rampage Brown as a heel tag team because I know that it works very well in ICW. I've seen it first hand, they're, they're shit hot. There's a, I'm telling you, if anyone does watch NXT UK on the reg and you haven't seen Ashton Smith outside of, of it, he's a good heel. He's a good heel. I think he's not that great as a, a face, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... Rampage Brown, he's been a defiant champion, ICW tag champ, Preston City Wrestling, tag team champ. He's a bit of a tag team specialist throughout his career. So I think he'll fit in nicely there, especially if we're getting. If, I mean, so far we've not seen Tyler Bate back, so that might already be one tag team down in Mustache Mountain. Uh, it's just his age. I mean, he's a big, burly bruiser. He brings a fight. He brings a fight like not many others in the British wrestling scene. Is he material for Walter? I don't think so. But they're giving him the old hype vignettes, hype videos. I'm sure he'll be made as a big deal, given a few squash matches. So I would say maybe up a midcard. If he's going to come in as a heel, then you've got a ready-made heel eh, foe there in Dave Mastiff. Yes, the Duke of the Black Country, apparently. <clears throat> Any I would. On that
0: one? I would. I would tend to do just whatever he says. Um, I think. I think you could build him up to be a, a four-four. Walter just purely because of his size and stuff like that. Where it could it, on on paper and just kind of looking at them, you'd be like, "Well, this is, could be a tasty type matchup." Um, his stuff in ICW as you said, Rashid Swift was really good, and I feel like. That division, the tag division, was dominated by four tag teams pretty much since its inception. And one of those tag teams obviously are gone. Um, And obviously, with Tyler Bate, who knows what can happen there. Um, So, if we do go down the route of having him and Ashton Smith together, at least that's another heel tag team potentially replacing the Vets Mm -hmm. in that spot, which, you know, that. I'm on board with that. His age thing doesn't really bother me that much, if I'm honest. That's true. Um, you know, he's not like there's just gonna be plenty of uh, mileage left there. And even if it's not, even if it's only in there for you know short stint like two, three, four years, whatever, like I think you can get some good matches and, and good programmes out of him. Um so like I say there's a there's a bit of a he's you've got a bit of versatility when it comes to him. Like I said, you can go down the tag route or, like I said, you can go down taking on the other behemoths, the likes of Walter, the likes of Dave Master, the like, the guy from Glasgow that we won't mention. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's there's different ways you can use them. So, you know, and I think that's kind of intriguing because, like I said, you can, you can go multiple different ways and it could work out. Um, hell, you can even go down the singles route and then a few months down the line or six months down the line, whatever, you can then go down the tag route with Ashton Smith if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I think I think that's a, that's a pretty decent sign out um, and just adds a little bit more flavour and depth to potentially either the singles or the upper upper card or the tag division um, the other two Ben Carter obviously um, trains with Seth um, I don't know I don't know if it was a I can't remember if it was an episode of Dynamite or it was AEW Dark he appeared on. I want to say it was Dark.
2: I think it I think. was because I've not seen him.
0: Um, and that, I was impressed. I quite like what I've saw of him, what little I have saw of him. Um, but again, it's, it's 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 another addition to it because I think I'm not saying he's going to go in and take on Volter or anything like that, but. At some point, Vol was running. Going to need new challenges, and he's slowly starting to run out of like credible opponents. I feel.
2: I think so. Because if too. you look
0: at the ones he's he's been through, obviously three members of Mustache Mountain, um, Dragonov, um, the guy from Glasgow, and you kind of now look right. Well, where's your next credible opponent coming from? Um, sure, you can. I think is he not already had it? I think he's had a match massive as well.
2: Uh, I, can't, yes. I, don't know if
0: was, I don't know if it was non-title or not but he certainly had that
2: match um, There was a title match on TV before yeah. Covid
0: Yeah so that's um that'll be a, a, it's a, it's a, another wrinkle another 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 person in there that it just adds a little bit more depth because I think for me a lot of the issue when it comes to NXT UK is that I feel like it's slightly too top heavy
2: mm-hmm.
0: um especially in the women's in the tag, and I suppose you've still got a kid still there um but again there's going to be issues coming in and out of the country and stuff like that as well, so I think that also helps with, with the sign of Ben Carter as well um so yeah like i'm I'm definitely intrigued by it definitely looking forward to it like even if he's not going into the food with Walter, like you know we can there's people there for him. Um, straight out the gate where you can kind of be like well they'll be interesting matchups
2: uh-huh. see the, the women are quite top heavy as well very Kayleigh Ray's moved through the, the top competition mm-hmm. we don't know how involved Satamura's going to be because it's saved...
0: see I thought she was a trainer
2: and first and uh, foremost she's going to be a trainer and she will be right. used as on, on her talent now, right on her talent We've yeah. spoken about not supporting NXT UK going forward. I did watch the episode last week there, we'll get we'll touch on that shortly. Um see with Satamura coming in and the ch- possibility of seeing her working alongside Kayleigh Ray and Piper and I know a few of the other women have worked in Japan as well. That's tasty. That's, oh that's that's sweet. very, very tasty.
0: Well, like I said, I was surprised when the question I just thought she wasn't going to ignore her talent. But yeah, like I say straight away, like Kayleigh Ray, Kaylee Ray needs needs new credible opponents. And like I wouldn't go with this matchup straight out the gate because I'd like it to be built a little bit. Um but yeah, like that would be she's a, she's a great, 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 great addition to it, like so so surprising as well. It is. It's a, it's a uh, like, when I when I saw it, like I was like, What? You know, like I was really taken aback by it. I was like, that it made no sense whatsoever to me why not so much why they wanted to sign her, but why she was going to NXT UK. If anything, she would be going to NXT. Um if she was going to any brand in WWE. Yeah. So it was a bit like, you know, nice, nice for us, obviously, um, over here that watch NXT UK. Um, the thing is, see...
2: NXT now though is it's a weekly thing, it's on all the time. NXT? NXT, NXT UK is tapings. Yep. So maybe it's a lighter yep. schedule.
0: That's that's the other thing. So I'm wondering is she going to, as you say, an on air talent as well? Like, is that going to be a full time kind of thing, or is it just coming and going, in and out kind of thing? So interesting to see, but whatever it may be, like, that's a hell of an addition.
2: So to answer Jeremy's question in in part, the women's division has been all right, too a bit too top heavy, but I think we're starting to see some more top tier competition coming in, because likes of Zia Brookside, Nina Samuels, Isla uh, Don. They're good, Ginny. They are good, very good, but they've not been presented as top tier talent. Whereas Satomura can just walks in straight away. It's like right, she's a big enough name. She's a big deal. Mm. So that that could bring me back into it. That could, I mean, look at the women's division in NXT. That's just wall to wall excellence there. Yeah. So Amazing. Hopefully, hopefully, something similar happens in, across the pond. Yeah. And
0: obviously, my answer to Jeremy's, um, I think those three add a lot of freshness to it. Um, it was kind of nice to see Pete Dunne. Like, obviously, we've not watched it but it was just nice to see Pete Dunne back on NXT UK just I know it was temporary um, for the future of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: like I said I think those three add a lot to it a lot lot to it um, from a personal point of view I do want to start watching it again because there's a lot of people on that roster that I do enjoy watching And I feel like I may well start watching it again, Um, but not take an active interest in one or two people on the roster. Because, and we'll touch on it in a minute, the match from last week, Voltaire and Dragunov, I wouldn't have watched that unless I was told to.
2: Unless Um, it was hyped as much as it was? was.
0: Yep. And I missed it live. Because I didn't want to watch NXT UK, but I feel like I may well get back into it. But in terms of NXT UK in its future, like I still feel good about it. Like I've never made out like this is a fourth brand of WWE, and we're ready. To, you know, we're ready to take everyone on. Blah 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 blah. All, I think we've always had the same mentality. We said, "Well, we've got our own version of NXT over here. Like it's, it's excellent. It's catered just for us. It's people that we know. It's at a time that's good for us." I still feel good about the future of NXT UK like, and, and a lot of people might want to criticise and say negative stuff about it and it's like, well look I don't care what anyone says but one of a few of the best wrestlers in the world reside in NXT UK like, maybe not the best but we've got guys who are legitimately like, you know, up there with a lot of people like, we had Pete Dunne for a long time we had the Vets, we had Mustache Mountain we've got Volta. You know, there's and there's guys like uh, Mark Andrews, uh, Finn Balor was coming and going a little bit hopefully we get to see him back. Now we've got guys like A Kid there's like uh, you know, so there's a lot of talent. Kayleigh Rain, uh Niven, Naviner, excellent Tony Storm, like you know, there was, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of phenomenal talent there. And I still feel good about the future of NXT UK. Um, and like I said, I think these three additions um Certainly,
2: make that feeling a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. I'll reserve judgment and watch on me watching it because I'm not going to sit down and watch it this week. I'll just I'll see because it was a it was based off several recommendations to watch this match, the one that we'll talk about shortly. It's just and there is it's a bit of diversity going on, bringing in a strong um, woman from Japan. Ben Carter, some young blood, and some an old vet in Rampage Brown. So they've beefed it up. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the people who have been in, um, accused. Jordan Devlin's put on a wee bit of beef since he's been off hiding. I don't know if he was doing beef intentionally or he's just been panic eating, but he's he was carrying a bit of a pawnster during his match during, during the week there. Track. But we'll see, we'll see. Just, it's just its so concentrated, the amount of accused beasts in one hour. It's, it's hard to stop, yeah, do you know what I mean?
0: That's it. That is it. Um, moving on to Ranty's next question. With it being a land of stables in WWE again, make a four-person stable. All the rules are you can't include someone already in or affiliated with one.
2: And they have to be on the same show. Hmm. Now I need to try and remember who's who was in the draft and who wasn't. Right, Drew Gulak moved to Raw, didn't he? I think so. All oh, right. Okay.
0: Um, I guess I'll take a the easy one, Roman. The Usos and uh, Lord knows Tamina Tamina's. But I would probably I would have said Nia Jax, but if she's on Ross, you know. Not about Naomi. Possibly, actually, but I was going with the the Simone bloodline. But yeah, you could go Naomi. She ties in there
2: or is she not on runner? I don't know. I really don't. Know. I don't know who's been pushed to <laughs> who in the draft. Um, I'm trying to think. Randy Orton. I'm trying to think of who's second or third generation. Just to sort of do a, another. I need to
0: to
2: pull up the body Randy Orton let's bring up the Raw roster that's what I was about to do because the plan is for Randy Orton to do another legacy <laughs> I gathered and for them to be better than the other legacy that he had <laughs> right so Randy Orton AJ Styles for some reason Jason
0: Jordan is still listed on the Raw roster
2: on the WWE website. Uh, Chad Gable was talking about him in his podcast with or Cody Graves podcast. That's all I've got right. to say on that. Uh, Randy Elton, Angel Garza. This is difficult, this is difficult. Mandy Rose, I don't know if she's second generation or not, but I think she would work well with Randy Orton. Randy and Mandy. So Randy Orton, Mandy Rose, um, what's his name? Angel Garza, and... What's so special
0: about Hero Bread's Soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Da keto for a bit of muscle.
2: All right. Uh, Naomi uh,
0: Tamina is on Smackdown but I don't see Naomi.
2: Let us see. Let me see. Kane is in a. Kane is a free agent apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll just stick with
2: my four. Your four is strong. I
0: did. I did want to go. Drew McIntyre Sheamus and try and get two other like Brits or Irish in there so we can get a League of Nations on the board again <sighs> and I know League of Nations had a, a Bulgarian and a Mexican but still I'm trying to get an old British or eh, British and Irish version of it but I don't think I can
2: so I'm going for Randy Mandy Dabba and Angel Gaza I think that's a, a solid grouping there if I'm being honest I mean,
0: we could go Nikki Cross, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus and anyone else we can bump in there. Uh, I don't see any other, but could probably, I don't like her, but Becky Lynch would be the only other one who'd fit into that category.
2: She would. Uh, mm. What about Billy McKay? <laughs> 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 Oops, its hey. it is it.
0: Right. so moving on I can tie these two in together as well right so Mags asks us two questions what's your thoughts on the New Japan Super J Cup, Super Cup lineup and who's your early favourite I won't lie to you I've not listened to Kiss yet and I've not saw the New Japan not saw the Super J Cup entrance
2: um... yeah I'm afraid I've not got a clue
0: I've so, not I've not
2: solved a solid lineup.
0: Hey, right, let me see, let me see, let me see.
2: Oh, good boy.
0: All
2: right. Bringing it up just now. Should have done this yep. research earlier, shouldn't
0: I? I mean, I I, I was only found out like minutes before we started. I was going to be doing this. Oh, so... alright, okay. That's interesting.
2: Has Taka they've got has
0: some impact in Ring of Honor wrestlers
2: in it? Has uh, Chris Bay,
0: Leo Rush.
2: That looks nice. Hold on, there's two lists here. Well, yeah, so. Old TJP stuff floating so, about.
0: Yep. So the first list, the first ten that you can see,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that is the ten entrants into it, and then the other list, they're going to have like a feature, a, a, a separate tournament. And it's an eight-man tournament, so those other eight are going to be involved in that other wee tournament. Right. Okay. That's where Crispy and TGP and AC Leo Leo are competing Luz, uh, and like Sir Robbie Yells, Takashi, etc., are going to be on the actual one.
2: I've not got a clue who would win from the the tournament. But I would say out of just sheer uh, bias, Hiromo Takahashi will win it. So many wrestlers with caps locks on their names, what is that all about? Mm-hmm.
0: Pull that damn must up
2: again. Yeah, right, so we've got eels. To have that, <clears throat> hmm. I'll probably go Takahashi as well. <laughs> Is that from experience or just because? I
0: i probably want him to win it and uh, just watching it as well
2: did he win um, it last year? I
0: didn't
2: um, watch last year let's say let's see. our answer's to Takahashi then because we're clearly out of our depths at this current moment in time
0: no oh, I've just been put on a spot I know should, um, should
2: have done our research but this is a Rick and Clive show. We don't know what research is. We'll we move on to the next question. Yeah, fear, 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 fear. I'm still looking
0: this over, over this damn list. I do like Robbie Eagles, though. Mm-hm. Um, so... so. There's a few in there I do like. But, yeah, we'll move
2: on. Um. Sorry, Max. Let me pull your list up again. Right I've lost the questions.
0: Right. So, the next question um, is from again, it's we can tie them in. Okay. Um, from Rance and Max, they both kind of asked, you know, the same kind of question.
2: Yes I, um, yes, I know where we're going here.
0: Yep, yeah, so... <sighs> Rance is asking, what is the correct way to report on wrestlers with mystery situations, particularly if they miss a scheduled show or appearance? Um, and obviously this is in light of Kelly Ray's, Kelly Ray's recent issues, and that's what... Mags is asking, in the frank discussion between Tom and Ross on Cultaholic, what are your thoughts on my mental health in the wrestling sphere? I, I never saw that discussion, so I don't know what was said.
2: Yeah. I, I saw um, I saw Mag's tweet about the the podcast in question, and I haven't listened to it yet, but it has piqued my interest. Right, and I have got a couple of things to say about this cause, On your go. Right. So, with regards to Kylie Rae's, um no-show impact, Bound for glory. And the sudden departure from her Patreon, I always say Patreon for some reason, the sudden departure from Patreon and seemingly from the professional wrestling world, that speaks of someone who does have mental health issues because we all know, you and I know and that many people listening know, that mental health can just be turned off and on like a, a light switch, good or bad. So there's a chance that she's just had a quick breakdown of some description and she's not been well. hats hats off to her by the way for waiting until the day after Petri on charges to say that she's quitting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, got to get that money in ladies and gents but apart from that um, Rance Rance and co talked about this in Outsiders Edge last week where she seems to get a pass and I think um, Rich was talking about this in the social suplex group as well, she seems to have been getting a pass for her mental health but others haven't Um, Others are treated like shit. Ach's name was mentioned, where there's clearly some mental health issues, but we're still going to dog on them anyway. When it comes to this, and when people know when people know show events, you should be—I would say—it should be TNA that deals with that internally. If you no showing events, if if it's Patreon and you're reneging on your contract with your customers, then that's something that you should deal with with them. With regards to the reporting side of it this is where it turns into a bit of a minefield or a can of worms because as Rance was saying and Rich, if you're going to report on someone, either report on someone and go all in and under uh, and analysing their mental health right or you don't touch it at all because if you're going to have one rule for one wrestler you've got to have the same rule for everyone else you either leave them alone or you go all in and back yourself up, be responsible for your own actions, which leads me to the other point about being responsible for your own actions. Um, Just had to pause there. Ricky's had to leave with uh, no unforeseen circumstances and all that stuff, so shout out to Ricky. Hope you're doing all right. Need to just keep hammering on. No point in stopping the podcast now. Um, So the whole thing about reporting on these this is something that I've seen quite a lot over the years on Twitter, wrestling Twitter, and in life in general. It's when people are being reported on. It reminds me of that piece of shit, Ryan Satin, last year after WrestleMania, where there was the rumours going about that Sasha and Bailey were having a temper tantrum in a hallway, a corridor of a hotel after their loss at WrestleMania. Um, whether true or not, that is obviously having a that is obviously making a commentary on Sasha Banks' and, and Bailey's, but mostly it was Sasha that was talked about because she left after it. It's making a commentary on Sasha's mental health and the echo chambers started, people started piling on, whether in support or against Sasha. Obviously that's going to have an effect on her mental health. For Ryan Satin to believe that, it, to not understand that it wouldn't, is terribly irresponsible of him. And then, what did he do later on? Played the mental health card. I shouldn't have done it, I I uh, played the mental health card uh, he had mental health issues as if that should get him a pass we saw some of you may know of Wilf in the wrestling community last year Brainbusters Radio was doing so well and then he just had a breakdown of some description treated everyone like shite for a while and then later on it came to be that he was having some sort of mental health issues whether these are happening or not whether they are legitimate That's not the point. You can't go after people and then say, "Mm, in fact, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, and by the way, I have mental health issues. Sort of Tom Colohue recently, where he'd been reporting some bogus or tweaked reports for Sportskeeder, I believe it was, where his um, legitimacy was questioned by people at Sportskeeder. And he came out saying, I'm sorry, I've been putting out false information, false dirt sheet reports for a wee while now. I've not had the best of mental health. And there's another one. You've even seen it in the likes of J.K. Rowling, who has been on some wild, bizarre, unnecessary transphobic rant for God knows how long. Like Instead of just letting things lie, she's actively tweeting about it and joining campaigns about transphobia. And how it's not right for people to feel differently. And it was getting to the point where she was having a bit of a PR nightmare online. And then all of a sudden, there was news reports coming out that she'd been assaulted earlier on. Horrible thing to happen. Definitely horrible. But don't tell me that that was not orchestrated to sort of do some damage control against her image, her public image. Because it most certainly was in my maybe skewed opinion. But the point I'm trying to get at here is... Everyone has mental health issues. That is not... Not everyone has. But many people have mental health issues. So it's not really fair if you're going to start attacking other people, sometimes even for their mental health issues, and not being able to take criticism in your own way or being able to deal with it. So if you live... I can't remember the turn of phrase here, but people in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones or you shouldn't throw stones if you live in glass houses. I can't remember what it is. Now, granted if this was to mean the end of the wrestling dirt sheet community, if the reports were to dry up because we weren't commenting on Nia Jax going on a tirade against a a fan on Twitter or someone talking about their husband cheating or Paige having an emotional time of it on Twitch last week, the content for wrestling news sites would instantly dry up to the point where it would be a very slow news day for the majority of the time. But you know what? It means your back's covered. It means you don't have to go down the road of disappearing or deleting many tweets and saying, I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that. I've had my own mental health issues. So, if I'm coming on a bit strong and if you don't agree with me, that's fine. and That's fair enough. But at the end of the day, mental health is a bit of a maelstrom. There's accountability, there's responsibility, and there's integrity. And Many people in the wrestling community do not have that, especially if they're hiding behind an avatar or a fake handle. So that's how if they're going to handle it, then they need to either be all in, be responsible for what they've done or said, or just leave it and be just nice, gen- general human beings. Because it's a mental health is a kind of ones for wrestlers. I mean you see these folks that get Cody tattoos on their neck and someone got a tattoo of AJ Styles and the dates of birth of his children tattooed on their torso it's like what the hell are you doing in the first place but stuff like that would frighten wrestlers so there's possibly possibly some sort of contingent of stalkerish mentality from the Kylie Ray fans who knows why she's having mental health problems, it could be a chemical imbalance, for all we know. But at the end of the day, it's a tightrope that has to be walked on. If you're going to walk on it, make sure you're steady and you're not going to falter and just show your own hand in the process. As the big man once said, do unto others as they would do unto you. You know what I mean? Big Jesus fella. Sorry, I went off on one there, but it's a hot topic Nobody's learned from Hannah Kimura. Nobody seems to be learning from Paige and nobody's bats an eye when Lars Sullivan gets attacked for his anxiety. Yes, he was a twisted individual back in the day but again, it's favouritism. That's kind of what it boils down to with us. So before I get any more heated and say things that I can't actually back up or talk about properly, we've got one more question since Ricky's had to go. Two more questions. This one, another one from Rance. How would you make Survivor series relevant again? Rance, I kinda have to disagree with you because I have found I have found Survivor Series relevant for the last wee while now. Um personally speaking, we had the brand versus brand supremacy. I have enjoyed them. I'm not sure you need to make them more relevant, especially last year when you had NXT come in because that helped NXT's creative before and after Survivor Series weekend led to a a very strong, very strong September and October on their USA debut, and November and December sort of culminated in Rhea Ripley's big title win over Shayna Baszler. That was all excellent stuff. If you do want to make it relevant again, you have to have some sort of stipulation like we saw in 2014 with Team Cena versus Team Authority, although that meant nothing come New Year's Eve if I remember correctly. But you have to have stipulations where it has got a it has a massive impact on the creative going forward. For instance, I can see happening in the near future, it's maybe Survivor Series, maybe not, The Hurt Business versus Retribution, where there'll be a stipulation for that involved, maybe. Or if you want something even bigger than that, then something to do with Randy Orton or Roman Reigns fighting some people, and if they don't, if they lose they have to join the tribal, the tribe, all that stuff. But personally I've enjoyed Survivor series the last few years. 2017 was a bit of a shit show, especially the main event with the men. But overall, I've pretty much enjoyed, enjoyed it and I think it has been relevant. Last question we have is from Jeremy Donovan from Keeping It Strong Still. We've saved this one to last because it was a, a good one we're talking about don't need to talk about the politics involved in NXT UK, all the dodgy dealings backstage but what are your thoughts on Volter versus Dragunov? Now so I've talked about coming into this because we just didn't th- thought we need to check it out because so many people have been talking about it many people have been saying this is a match of the year contender uh, not even contender, this is match of the year now I personally wouldn't go that far, And uh, there's Maybe in WWE, certainly in NXT UK, because they've not got much to go on with their singles matches. On NXT, highly possible. Um, It's no secret that NXT hasn't reached the huge, massive heights that it reached 2018, especially 2019, maybe, as well. So as a contender for there. Raw and SmackDown, I mean, you've had AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan... Drew McIntyre's title, de- successful title defenses on pay per view. There's been many people have been huge fans of the Royal Rumble match itself this year, so I think there are contenders for it to be uh, to be involved in the conversation with main roster matches. But that's not to say that I did not thoroughly enjoy the living daylights out of this match. It was hard hitting, ruthless, relentless. All they R's. What I, what I enjoyed about it was there was some double tapping going on, like Seal Team 6 double tap where Walter would dish out a massive chop and before Dragunov is able, even able to sort of compose himself, Dragunov is just shoving him to the ground or kicking him in the head or slapping him again on the, the neck and that was going on from the pair of them. M- many double taps, chest in the head, chest in the head, just like they say in Seal Team 6. So that added, like, it was so brutal. The German suplexes, uh, I don't know what Dragunov suplex is called, the one where they hooks them underneath the, the groinal region. It's kind of like a German, maybe that's a Russian suplex, do to ask him next time I see him at the butcher's down the road. Uh, it's been, it was so brutal that I, I didn't actually wince, I didn't go, oh, I look so sore. It made me actually laugh out loud. I was just laughing at just how insanely hard hitting it was. All the double taps, the chests, this horrendous sounding chest chops. The clotheslines were brutal. Um, seeing Volta take a German suplex, take, um, taking a German suplex is a delight to see. There's something something about Volta that I love, like it's a a theme that occurs where there's just he's he's one of those ones where he comes across as calm and composed but he's actually a pretty urgent and messy wrestler and that's the kind of wrestling that I enjoy, urgent and messy and he's clobbering about the ring like King Kong trashing buildings or Godzilla trashing buildings taking no prisoners just laying waste to everything and everyone in his path shouting at people is a man possessed when he's in the, in the mood and Volter is regularly in the mood which is a joy to see I really like to play on the neck issues that Dragunov had where he couldn't even do his torpedo on much in the way of offence because the neck was killing him so much he just collapsed to the floor blood the, the, the black latex gloves were out, Dragunov tro- was choked out they sold the injury after the fact, big time, because like all the referees, it was like the referees came to break it up, even though it wasn't a pull apart brawl. And there is there was a respect between the two of them, going in. This wasn't a pull apart brawl like the rain Roman, uh, sorry, Roman Reigns and Triple H and Brock Lesnar, Undertaker and Samoa Joe, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, sorry, and NXT. They just broke this up because it didn't want Volter to keep going after the fact. And Volter was knackered and it, it it almost didn't look satisfied at the end. It was just a, you made me go there. You made me go to that brutal place. And that's, I haven't seen many Volter matches apart from the NXT ones. But that was, and one could argue the NXT TakeOver match that they had with Pete Dunne was better. But, it's definitely memorable and it's one I'll remember for a long, long time. Kudos to both men involved. It does once again beg the question, who next for Volta? Really the only way I can see him losing it is with some sort of multi-man match and he's not pinned because otherwise he's too dominant. It's probably a in the grand scheme of things and because it's over most of the divisions the champions are too dominant for a long time. So you ha- that's why it feels top heavy because they've mowed through everyone and you wonder who the hell's next. So, who is next for Fulton? We shall see about that one. So, there we are. That's all the questions done. Sorry that it was cut short, but as I said, Ricky had to jump off with no notice. Um, so, it was a kind of an abrupt end. But we fly, we record on the seat of our pants these days with all that's going on in the world. God knows who's going to be. The, our friend's president when you're listening to this if you are listening to it and you've had a shit day because of the result then I'm sorry I hope this has brought you some sort of solace or just some distraction from it all but we managed to squeeze out a podcast we'll keep going as much as we can hoping to get the the Kiss gents on next week we've got it planned we're going to get Jeremy and Josh on next week to talk about keep going with the 64 wrestler Slash wrestlers slash tag teams, the Eliminator March Madness style bracketology thing, and the plan going forward is with it now approaching December, and as having sort of weeks where we can't go do what we're going to do planned, we're going to make them um, a Christmas special. We will have two or three weeks, probably three weeks, maybe even four, over the festive period. We will have a bracketology, keep things nice and easy over the Christmas period, um, to distract you from the horrendous year that we have had and are still having hopefully you've enjoyed what we've been able to give you tonight, and hopefully hopefully um, good things come your way tomorrow, today, next five minutes, we have been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows, such as One Nation Radio Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit Uh, Grave Consequences The um, Great Match Generator, the All Things Elite and 8-Bit Suplex. Pretty sure I've missed one there and I apologise if I have. The You can get all these podcasts at socialsuplex.com as well as the columns that we do if you put in to the email. If you press subscribe on the email inbox, you'll get them sent directly to your inbox. I can't speak at all tonight now. I'm kind of flustered after what's after being left on my own, but these things happen, I just need to get over it. What I meant to say was, you can press subscribe on the socialsuplex.com website, and it will give you all the content we offer, straight to your email inbox. Do not forget to go onto Apple Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice, and give us a nice five star review, to get the algorithms up and bouncing. And also, by the way, Go to the show notes on our pod, you'll see links to donate to the show, to donate to Social Suplex as a whole, to get some t-shirts, prowrestlingtease.net, Social Suplex, and you'll find some t-shirts from us there. We are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter, and the Wrestling Square Circle is where you can find us on Facebook. Ladies and gents, thanks for listening. We are getting more unprofessional by the week, and we are becoming professional unprofessionals, that's going to be the tagline going forward. See when you see those things on Twitter when it says describe your podcast in one sentence. I'm just going to put professionally unprofessional. Um, don't know if that makes me sound like an artsy-fartsy-wanker artsy, artsy, but if it does then that's what I am. Thank you for listening. Um I believe Full Gear is this weekend, enjoy Full Gear and we'll speak to you next week. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See
0: you next time. See you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.